us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. You've done well to be in the house of the Lord this morning. <clears throat> and we thank God for his presence among us. And we acknowledge the spirit of the Lord among us. Do you know that sometimes if you come to the service having prayed for it, when the word goes forth, you feel the Lord is speaking specifically to you. Because the Holy Spirit knows you, and he knows your personal circumstances, and he will deliver the word directly to you. So I believe each one of us in this place this morning, we will receive our portion. Let me just start by issuing a bit of a challenging statement and say to you, a Christian life without fellowship with the Holy Spirit is boring. Have you ever felt bored as a Christian? Feeling bored to serve God? Sometimes you don't even know when you are praying, is it making any difference? And sometimes it becomes, your Christianity becomes mechanistic and ritualistic. It's like a religion. You go to church, you go out, and nothing changes in your life. You try to pray, and you wonder whether your prayers are heard by God. When you think of going to church or you think of going to prayer meetings, you just feel bored. When you think of praying, you just feel bored. So can I just say to you that indeed a Christian life without fellowship with the Holy Spirit can be boring? Because I want to talk about the two kinds of thirsts before I give you the topic for the day. <clears throat> Do you know that as human beings, the people in the world, sometimes they just fill the void and they don't know what to fill that void with. That's why people resort to drugs and alcohol. Some of them, they are doing that because they think, if I'm just on a high, maybe I will forget my problems. I just feel there's something missing. I'm thirsty. Okay? That's the first kind of thirst that you can have as a human being. But the other kind of thirst is, after you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know now I have the Lord in my life. But I just feel, I'm not sure if that's how other Christians are feeling. Because my Christianity, yeah, I can go to church, yes. I can pray, yes. But am I really enjoying my Christian walk with the Lord? So I want you to go with me to the book of John chapter 7. Today I want us to talk about fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. So go with me to John chapter 7. We will read verse 37 to 39 in the New King James Version. <clears throat> Mr. MJ, if we get ready with that one. And I want you to look at this as the call that Jesus is making to us even today. Okay? And the Bible talks about blessed are those who thirst and hunger for righteousness, for they shall be filled. When you are in the Lord and you think you have arrived and you do not take your Christianity seriously, you will be born. But when you have constant hunger for more of God, you will experience more of him. Amen. We come to church like this. Some are coming with an expectant heart. 
Some are coming just say, I need to be in church because it's Sunday. Some are coming for whatever other reasons. But can I say to you, when you come to the Lord, come with that hunger. Come with the thirst of saying, Lord, minister to me. I want to know more of you. Even when you go to prayer or you go to study the word, go to study the word as if you say, Lord, I want you to speak to me. When you go to prayer, Lord, I want you to speak to me. I want to hear your voice. I want to know you better. And you have that hunger. You have that thirst. Then you will be filled. So Mr. MJ, do John chapter 7, 37 to 39, New King James Version. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying... Okay, I want you just to put you something there. So they were feasting. Probably there were drinks and many other things. Okay? And now it was on the last day of the feast. So obviously, they had indulged themselves in feasting. Jesus now stood up on that last day and cried out, saying... So, Mr. MJ, I know you can cry out. <laughs> if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. So, in other words, when he cried out, we can say nobody didn't hear him. Can we say that nobody didn't hear him? So, he says, if anyone thirst, he's still calling that call today. If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. And these people were, it was after they feasted. So it means he's not talking about the natural thirst that they had, the drinks that they needed. So he's talking about another kind of thirst. I told you when I started here, there is this thirst before you have a relationship with God where you just feel, I'm missing something. You've got a void in your spirit. You can try and substitute that void with anything else, but you will still feel something is missing. Okay? The second void is this void after you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you do not have constant fellowship with the Lord. Then you feel thirsty, you feel bored, you feel dry. So now he says, if anyone come to me, let him come to me. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Continue. He who believes in me. Okay, now, at least if you believe in the Lord, the first thirst is quenched. The one of that void, which the world has today. You can find a lot of people, maybe with a lot of money, and you hear so and so, it's a millionaire, especially successful young people, whether you're a successful young soccer star, or a successful young musician. The reason why they get involved in drugs and many other things, when you thought that if they have money, at least their lives will be sorted, is because there is a certain thirst in you. Your spirit is yearning for something. But if you do not know what is that that can quench that thirst, you're going to involve yourself in many other things to try and quench that thirst. Now, Jesus says... He who believes in me, that is the first quenching of the thirst. Tell your neighbor, do you believe in Jesus? Because otherwise, if you don't believe in Jesus, you will constantly be thirsty. You will constantly indulge in many things and try this, try that, 
try drugs, try pornography, try alcohol, try that, because something is missing. But he says, he who believes in me, at least you've got a tick. If you believe in the Lord, if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have started. But something still you need. Continue. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Mm -hmm. So now, he says, he who comes to me, he who is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. I want you to get this. Because Jesus, you know, when we were at school and they used to teach us, is it a plot or theme? This thing where things follow each other. Okay? In chronological order. So he says, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Now, he needs to explain to us what is this drink. Now, he starts by saying, he who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. When you hear rivers and you hear water, you start equating that with the thirst that he was talking about. Are you getting that? But let him explain it himself. Verse 39. <clears throat> but this is spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him will receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Okay. Can I ask you a simple question? What water was Jesus talking about? He explained it in verse 39. Didn't the scripture explain it to us? Yeah, so it didn't leave this unexplained so that you mustn't give your other interpretation. It says, but this, he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So it means there are times sometimes when I would feel thirsty. But I'm feeling thirsty because I'm... I'm I'm missing that fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You remember the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine wherein it's excess, but be ye filled <clears throat> with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen? So it means the Holy Spirit can quench a certain thirst in me. The first encounter was when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. <clears throat> I did not have the same kind of thirst that people of the world have. I've got this other thirst now. <clears throat> well, I'm not sure if my Christianity is making any difference. And now you end up being a Christian like those other religious people, like the Pharisees, the laws, the rules. But it's not making any difference in your life. You go to prayer, and you feel... Was that worth it? Didn't I just waste my 30 minutes? You try to study the word, and it's meaningless. You need the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So he says, he who is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And this he was speaking about the Holy Spirit that those who believe in him would receive. And he says, out of your bellies, out of your heart, will flow 
rivers of living water. But we need this spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need him in our lives. We are living in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. You know, when God created the heavens and the earth, he said, <clears throat> after he created the heavens and the earth, he said, let us create man in our image, in our likeness. So I want to pick something there for you. When God created us, he spoke to himself, to the Trinity. He says, let us make man in our image. So let me use that scenario. When God created plants and trees, who did he speak to? The Bible says he spoke to the ground and said, let there be plants and trees and shrubs. When he created the, the fish, who did he speak to? He spoke to the sea, the waters, and let there be fish. That's why a fish cannot live without the water. Because it came out of the water. That's why a tree or a plant cannot live without the ground. Because it came out of the ground. Can I extend it and say that's why you cannot live without the Lord because you came out of him. Amen. Amen. So that's why when you have that void, you cannot deceive your spirit. Your spirit was created after God. So when God created you in his image, he wanted to fellowship with you. That's why in the Garden of Eden, when he was missing that fellowship, he said, Adam, where are you? I'm going to get there as we go down. But let's go to John chapter 4. Verse 23 and 24, I'll read in the CEV, Contemporary English Version, Mr. MJ. Because when God said, let us make man in our image. So when he said, let us, it's because God, he is a triune God, a trinity. Okay? People get confused. <laughs> Let me explain this one. Especially some religions, they say, you guys, you've got three gods. You've got God the Father. You've got Jesus, God the Son. You've got the Holy Spirit. It's three. And when God said, let us, he's referring to not just one being, but he's a triune being. So to explain it, to make it simple to you, as we're going to that John chapter 4. Did you know that even a human being is a triune being? You yourself. You are not three people. You are one person. But you are a triune being. Can I prove that to you? So if somebody falls down and dies in front of us here, people say, he is gone. And you're supposed to say, no, he's here. They say, no, he's gone. So which means you are not just this body that we see. 
That's why you must never allow this body to entice you to sin. Okay? That's why your body, as the natural body, it feeds on natural food. This body needs pap, rice, steak, and all that. Okay? It's the natural body. But you are a spirit. The real you is the spirit. Is that one whom we say he is gone? Is that one who says my head? When your head is aching, you say my head. Who is saying my head? Okay? So the real you is not this body that we see. Okay? So the simple explanation is man is a spirit. A human being is a spirit. He lives in a body and he possesses a soul. So a soul is that part of you, your, your, your emotions, your will, your intellect. That's a soul. Okay? But it doesn't mean you are three. Are you three? You are one. But you can manifest or you can be expressed in three ways. Flesh, soul, and spirit. Or flesh, soul, and heart. That's why the Bible says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart or spirit, with all your soul, and with all your strength, which means your body. Do you see that it's simple? So if you were just the spirit, then we would say you must love the Lord with all your spirit, with all your heart. But you also need to love the Lord with all your soul and with all your strength. So it means God also acknowledges this body that you are in. Okay? So, if God created us in his image, God is not flesh, isn't it? Okay, let's go. John chapter 4, 23 and 24, CEV. But a time is coming, and it is already here. Even now, the true worshippers are being led by the Spirit to worship the Father according to the truth. Okay, now, true worshippers are being led by the Spirit. So you hear the Holy Spirit, but we are worshipping the Father. So there is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So as a true worshipper, you are led by the Holy Spirit. You are led by the Spirit. Your Spirit connects with the Holy Spirit to worship the Father. Mm Mm-hmm. These are the ones the Father is seeking to worship him. Can you tell your neighbor, the Father is seeking people to worship him. The Father is seeking people to fellowship with. Hmm. When he is seeking, will he find you? Are you one of those that says, I just want to spend time with the Lord? Do you know that if you've got a friend and that friend doesn't want to spend time with you, you wonder what kind of a friend this one is? The reason why you always want to spend time with certain people is because you hold them dear to you. So if, so the father is seeking because he holds us dear to him. Similarly, my spirit 
it's seeking. My heart yearns for you, O God. You know, in Psalms he says, my spirit, my, my soul longs for you, O God. As the deer panteth for the waters, so my heart or my, 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 my spirit yearns for you, O God. So the father, as much as the father is seeking, my spirit is also seeking. Deep calls to deep. Okay? So the father is seeking, but my spirit is also seeking. Imagine what we'll find when we connect. Continue. God is spirit. Okay. So he told us. God is not flesh. Let us say God is not flesh. God is spirit. Okay. So now if God is spirit, he needs to guide us how do we, when he is yearning to fellowship, he needs to tell us how do we fellowship with him. Continue. And those who worship God must be led by the spirit to <laughs> worship him according to the truth. That sounds straightforward, isn't it? God is spirit, and those who want to fellowship with him must worship fellowship or worship him in the same frequency that he is in. So if God is spirit, I need to worship him in spirit. If God is spirit, I need to fellowship with him in spirit. I need to be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. So if we do our Christian walk without the Holy Spirit, we will be bored, like I told you when I began. Also, if we do not acknowledge the Holy Spirit in our churches, our churches will become like political parties, organizations, and you find people fighting in church. You find people chasing each other in church, fighting for positions. Because the Holy Spirit is not there. Because it's what we call Ichabod, the glory has departed. We need the Holy Spirit. But also in your own individual life, if you want to worship, if you want to fellowship with the Spirit, with God, you need to do it in spirit. Okay? So now, go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, Amplified Classic. Okay. So, is it because I'm just taking you step by step. I want you to understand this, because if you don't understand it, you will miss out on the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So we said, when I began, that the first thirst we had was when before we knew the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We just felt life is meaningless. What can give meaning to my life? And you try many things to try and give meaning to your life, but you still feel a void. And that void can only be quenched when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And even after you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it doesn't end there. Jesus says, he who believes in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers. And he says, if you thirst, come to me and drink. Now, I want to help you to understand this drink and drink and be connected with him. So 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, read it for us, Mr. MJ. 
What agreement can there be between a temple of God and idols? Mm. For we are the temple of the living God. Okay. Tell your neighbor you are, you are sitting next to a temple of God. Yeah. I am a temple of the living God. God dwells in me. Can we say God dwells in me? If you are a child of God, he says, you are the temple of the living God. Mm -hmm. For, oh, even as God said, I will dwell in and with and among them. Mm. And will walk in and with and among them. Yes. I will be their God and they shall be my people. <laughs> I like this. God says, I will dwell in them. I will be among them, but I will also walk with them. In other words, I will fellowship with them. Do you get that? I will be like a friend to them. So God is seeking for friends. He's seeking for those who can spend time with him and not be bored in his presence. He's seeking for those who can Give him attention and not allow other things to disturb him. Have you found out that sometimes when you are with a person, especially these days when there are phones, you are talking to this person and this person is chatting with other people. How do you feel? Okay? So imagine God is fellowshipping with you and on the other hand you are busy with other people. Amen? So, I start understanding that scripture where Jesus says, when you want to pray, get into your closet. So, why, why did he say get into your closet? He was saying, block out these other things. That's why also sometimes when we pray, we close our eyes. Because I don't want that when I'm focusing on the Lord, now I see you doing something and you are, you are not even like you are in church. <laughs> because some people when they are in church and you watch me and you look at so, in order not to be disturbed, sometimes you need to close your eyes. That's your closet. Amen? So, when he says, I will dwell in them and walk with them, and I will be their God. I like walking with God each step of the way. Amen? Did you know that if you walk so consciously with God and with the Holy Spirit, he will guide you even when there are dangers ahead. He will warn you. Amen? Because you are sensitive to him. He already knows things. So it means it's to my advantage to partner with this one who knows my future. To always fellowship with this one who knows everything about me. And sometimes as human beings, we, we get caught by surprise. Some things happen and you say, ah, how did this happen? But it means if I was in constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit, he was supposed to reveal some of these things to me. Did you know that you can be a friend of God? Okay, let's read James 2, 23 in the Good News Translation. As you're getting there, you know a scripture where the Bible says Enoch walked with God. You know that, isn't it? 
So, if the Bible says Enoch walked with God, don't you think God is still looking for other people to walk with this day? Mr. Natanjian, how would it be that uh, Shane walked with God? They were friends. Amen. So to me, this encourages me, it challenges me to say, I need to spend time with my friend. I want to fellowship with my friend. When I go to prayer, I'm not going, it's not a burden anymore. When I go to study the word of God, it's not a burden anymore. When I go to church, it's not a burden anymore. It's my way to spend time with my friend. And what a friend we have in Jesus. Amen? What a friend we have in Jesus. He's so much for me, he's so much of a friend, he doesn't have moods. You know that some of the friends we have, your close relatives, your mother, your father, your wife, your husband, sometimes you just find, hey, today things are not the same. Because they are people. But what a friend we have in Jesus. Okay, all my griefs and pains to bear. So read for us James chapter 2 verse 23, Good News Translation. And the scripture came true that said, Abraham believed God, and because of his faith, God accepted him as righteous. And so Abraham was called God's friend. <laughs> Did I write that? Huh? Did I write that verse? I only told you about it, and it's in your Bible. Amen? So if it's in your Bible, it's not me who put it there. I only showed it to you. So it says, Abraham was called. Don't you think God is still looking for friends today? Huh? Friends that he can fellowship with. Friends that he can spend time with. And it's you who decide... I want to spend time now with my friend. I want to set time aside just to spend with the Lord. And what a good thing, because when you spend time with God, God knows everything. He's in charge of everything. And then you are actually the one who benefits. Because now you are a friend of the all-powerful. You are the friend of the almighty. You are the friend of somebody who does not sleep, who does not slumber. You are a friend of somebody who knows your future. And who holds the future. Amen. So what a privilege. Amen. So it means it's incumbent on me. No wonder the devil doesn't want us to spend time with the Lord. Doesn't want us to spend time fellowshipping with God. When you want to start opening your Bible, you fall asleep. When you want to start praying, you fall asleep. The devil knows. That if you can give, ever get a hold of this truth, you will live a supernatural life. Amen? Amen. That's why Amos 3 verse 7. Can we read Amos 3 verse 7 in the NIV? Amos 3 verse 7. God, even though he is sovereign, God, even though he is the almighty, he wants friends. He wants to do things on the earth through people. 
Do you know we said when we began here, we said God is spirit. How many of you know that spirits are not allowed to operate here on the earth without a human being, without flesh? That's why we call them ghosts. Okay? You, you need authorization here on the earth. You need the flesh. That is the flesh. That is what then links you to what happens here on earth. Amen. So, but look, Amos 3.7, NIV. Surely the sovereign Lord does. Okay. I like again how the Bible puts things. <clears throat> Why does it start with the word surely? He's saying to you, this is not a slip of a tongue. You know, sometimes you say something and somebody says, did you really mean that? Are you sure? So he says, surely, and in the New Testament, usually you will hear Jesus says, verily, verily, I say unto you. Most assuredly, I say unto you. He usually says that when he wants to bring something, that you will say, is this not a sleep of a tongue? So listen. Now you will know why he says surely. Surely the sovereign Lord. Okay. When somebody is sovereign, they have all the power. They can do anything the way they want. Yeah. But look at the sovereign Lord being limited. Does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants. The prophets. Did you get that? It says, surely, the sovereign Lord, so he is sovereign, but he can do nothing without first sharing his plans to his servants. You remember in the book of Genesis, when God wanted to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, you remember those angels who came before they destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham the thing I want to do? Surely the sovereign Lord will do nothing on earth except first revealing his plans to his servants. Amen. Amen. So God wants us. He needs to use us. But we need to have time with him. We need to spend time in fellowship with him. Let's fellowship with him in our churches. Let's fellowship him with him in our homes. Wherever we go, let us fellowship with him. When you are alone, never be bored as a Christian. Because you've got a friend who is always there. Who is Jehovah Shammah. He is always there. In other words, unlike your other friends, your other friends, sometimes they are not there, sometimes they undertake a trip, sometimes they are sick, sometimes they go far, sometimes they are angry with you. They don't want to see you. But this one, he's always yearning for time with me. I'm going to give him time. So it means it's a personal decision. Where you say, I want to fellowship with him. That's why now you can understand this scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, Amplified Classic. Mr. MJ, usually most people use this scripture when you do a benediction. But there is something powerful in that scripture. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. 
Amplified Classic. Because it admonishes us to have constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Constant fellowship with Him. Read it. The grace, favor, and spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. Okay. So we hear about the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Son. So that is the grace of the Lord Jesus, God the Son. Mm -hmm. The love of God, God the Father. Mm -hmm. And the presence and fellowship, the communion and sharing together and participating in the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. 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 Can we all say amen? Amen. amen? amen. So, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, but also the fellowship, the enduring presence of the Holy Spirit be with you. So it means because God is already ready, he's already seeking for those who should worship him, it's me who need to avail myself. God will never force you to spend time with him. You need to create time. God will never force you to go to church. God will never force you to give. God will never force you to do anything. He created you with a free will. He cannot even force you not to sin. If you want to sin, you can sin. You've got free will. That's how he created us in the beginning. That's why Adam and Eve could still decide to disobey God. That's why you can still decide today to disobey God. Because you've got a free will. But when you decide to yield yourself to him, he is always there. He is ever ready to fellowship with you. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. Good news translation, GNT. 1 Corinthians 1, 9. Okay. As we're getting there, are you getting something? Yes. Are you understanding why sometimes you were feeling bored? Are you understanding why sometimes you thought, what is this Christianity thing really all about? I know I've accepted Jesus, but it's boring. You are missing the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. You are missing, that's why you've got that thirst. So 1 Corinthians 1.9, good news. God is to be trusted. The God who called you to have fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord. Jesus, God has called us to do what? To have fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ. So when he has called me to have fellowship, I can say yes or no. When somebody is calling you, you can go or not go easily. Yeah. So he is calling us into fellowship with him. But it's up to you to decide to yield to him. As he is seeking those who can worship him in spirit and in truth, is my heart yearning for him. This is an individual matter. 
Okay? Let's start winding down. We've begun our descent now. Okay? I just need to give you enough for the day. Revelation chapter 1 verse 10. Message translation. Revelation 1.10, message translation. I want you to look at this and see each of you, if you want to receive something from God, if you want to hear God, God will not impose himself on you. You need to say, Lord, I need you. That's why even accepting Jesus. Do you know that there are people who still refuse to accept Jesus? Who will still go to hell? Even though Jesus has died for them. Because you've got free will. So even after you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you retain your free will. You can then subject yourself to the authority of the Lord. So I want you to look at this in the message because some of us, we always want to hear God. We want God to say something. Do you know that some people will say, does God really speak to me? He never spoke to me. Do you think he's discriminating? Speaks to some and not to some. Imagine what kind of a parent is there, is there that doesn't speak to his or her children. Okay? But you say, but pastor, if you say he speaks, why is it that I don't hear him? And how will he speak? It'd be an audible voice, would be dream, would be the vision, would be an inner prompting. How will he speak? What if I don't hear him? Okay, the other time I gave you this example. How many of you know that the SABC now as we are here is broadcasting? Are you seeing it? But does it mean they are not broadcasting? Huh? Are you seeing it? So, but you say they are broadcasting, but you're not seeing it. Are you sure? Are you sure the SAB is broadcasting now as we are here? Are you sure? Are you sure? Can you bet your money on it? So why is it that you can't see it? Because you're missing two things. You're missing a television set. Okay? You're also missing, you, you haven't turned it on. Because even if a television set is here, and you don't turn it on, you still won't see it. And if you turn it on, you might find it's not in, in SABC, actually it's in Al Jazeera. <laughs> but you want the SABC. What do you do? You tune into the right frequency. Yeah. Amen? <laughs> so God is ever speaking. We don't hear him because we are not turned on to him. And we are not tuned into his frequency. Amen? Amen. So which means it's our busyness that is denying us an opportunity to receive guidance from God. Because the Holy Spirit is gentle. He does not enforce himself. Did you know that the Holy Spirit dwells in you if you are a child of God? Even when you are going to sin, the Holy Spirit is still there. He'll just whisper to you and say, please, please don't sin. 
you feel something. But he's to say, I'm going to do it anyway. Because he's gentle. Because he will not override your free will. But he will prompt you and say, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. no, 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 no. He say, uh-uh. You reason. Still go ahead. So look at it with me in the book of John, Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, the message translation. It was Sunday and I was in the spirit praying. I heard a loud okay. voice. I want you to look at three chronological things. Let's leave Sunday out. But it's Sunday, but it's Sunday today anyway. So he says, I was in the spirit. Can I ask you a question? Was he in the right frequency? Let's all say, yes, pastor. Amen. Amen. He says, I was in the... I was not in the flesh. God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So he says, it was on a Sunday. I was in the spirit. So the reason why some of you miss things out is because you are not spiritually tuned in. Sometimes you find we're preaching like this, the word is coming, but you are not tuned in. You are thinking about what is happening at home. You're thinking it's sunny today, I can go to the beach after church. You're not tuned in. So the Holy Spirit cannot make that word real in your spirit. So you need to be in the spirit. You need to be tuned into the right frequency. So he says, I was in the spirit. Pray. Do you pray being in the spirit? The reason why sometimes your prayers are meaningless is because you are praying in the flesh. He says, I was in the spirit. Praying. Can we all say, I was in the spirit. Praying. So it means, this thing of being in the spirit and fellowshipping, with, it even challenges our prayer life. So he says, I was in the spirit. One. Praying. Two. I heard. So do you want to hear? Do you want to hear God? Be in the spirit. Pray. And you will hear. Amen. Amen. I like that. Amen. I was in the spirit. Praying. And I heard. So if he was not in the spirit, why why does he just say, it was on a Sunday and I heard? Because some of you will think it's Sunday today, I will hear. No. Since it wasn't a Sunday. I was in the spirit. That's your decision. I was in the spirit. Praying. That's your decision. And I heard. Amen. Because God wants to show us his secrets. Like friends share secrets, isn't it? Do you know that if somebody is your close friend, sometimes you will say, I'm only sharing this secret with you. Don't share it with anybody else. Just you because you are my best friend. Surely the sovereign Lord will not do anything on earth without sharing with his friends. He wants to share with us. So let me take two scriptures to land with. Let's go to Jeremiah 33 verse 3 in the NLT, New Living Translation. Because when he says, I was in the spirit praying, 
and I heard. It means there's a challenge also for me to be in the spirit, to pray so that I can hear. Amen? I'm encouraged to pray. Can you say I'm encouraged to pray? Yes. When, when actually when I was spending time with, by the way, this is the other thing. The things that I'm sharing with you, I did not read from the internet. I received from him. But I could only receive from him when I had put time aside to seek his face. To seek him. If you look, these scriptures, these verses were there all along. But why is it that they never made the meaning that they are making now? It's, I didn't seek, and that's why I didn't find. But as I'm seeking his face, as I'm seeking him, he will reveal. Even for you as an individual, the more time you spend in his presence and seek him, he will reveal himself to you. That's why Jeremiah 33, verse 3, NLT, Mr. MJ. And I will tell you remarkable secrets. Oh, did I just tell you about secrets? Did I just tell you that friends share secrets? Do you see somebody asking you to come and ask so that he can share some secrets with you? Okay, is it the Lord saying that? Yes. So, so he, he, is he wanting to ask us some secrets? Really? And will I get those secrets even if I haven't asked him? He will just push them. Okay, read the whole of it. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Hey, so instead of spending time with horoscope and, and phoning in, I was born on the 22nd of May. What do you have the future for me? And somebody on the other side tries to guess your future. Do you see why, why you phone in? It's because you want to know the future. You, you are created like that. But God has already said, come to me. Ask me. I will tell you remarkable secrets that you don't know about things to come. I want to show you some things. I want to share with you the future. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will reveal you to you things to come. Is it making sense to you? So do you see that now when you go to pray or when you go to study the word of God? It should never be a bad day now. I'm going to ask. It seems there are some secrets. Lord, I'm here. And I've got time now for you. I'm not in a rush, Lord. You know, like I told you that some of us when we were growing up, how we used to pray. <laughs> we used to pray. Okay, at least that was the good thing because at least there were prayers in schools. Hmm? At least. Now you are banned from praying. So what we used to do, every time when you start school, you pray. Every time when you finish school, you pray. At least. Even if we didn't know what that meant. So the way we used to pray. There were, we just memorized the prayer. And that prayer was very short. 30 seconds. Who still remembers it? Well, and others. You guys who were in the oldest men. No, the one for school. Was it Kosipa Tuchesa also? 
Or was it Kosiba to Chesa? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was Kosiba to Chesa. Or in their Amen. That's how we used to pray. Amen. Do you think we were praying? <laughs> that's what we were taught. And they thought that's prayer. So we were in a rush. Now you still have Christians today who pray like that. Do you think you will hear God praying like that? If I were God, I would say, just go. You don't have time for me. Your heart is not here. You remember the scripture where God says, they draw close to me with their mouth, but their hearts are far from me. He wants you with all, everything of you. Even with all your heart. And he wants to show you things to come. I'm encouraged. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask some secrets. Lord, any secrets? Any things I need to know? Be still and know that I am God. So as I am quiet before him. That's why also when you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. Sometimes give yourself time to listen. Give your time to be quiet and be still before God. And listen for those inner promptings. So let's land with Genesis chapter 3. Pick it up. Times to come. No, next week we've got a baptism service. The Lord will just guide me how we do this one. Still really wanted to finish these things with you. But let's go Genesis chapter 3, verse 8 to 9, Amplified Classic. Genesis chapter 3, 8 to 9, Amplified Classic, Mr. MJ. So it was in the beginning. Okay? So I want to show you that even from the very beginning, God wanted fellowship and friendship with his people. We were actually created in his image for the reason that we should have fellowship with him. How many of you know that cows cannot fellowship with God? They are not in the same frequency. Cows were not created in God's image. Okay? How many of you know that you cannot fellowship with trees? You, as a human being. Why? <laughs> because you are, not in the, you, are, you, you, you are not in the same frequency. You can talk to your flowers, but they, I can tell you, they are not hearing you and you don't hear them. They don't hear you also. You also don't hear them. Do you know what they are saying? Because after you have spoken to that flower, and you say, it's getting greener because I spoke to it well. But why did the flower answer back? Because if it's fellowship, it must be bidirectional. So I must also get that flower inspiring me. And sharing some things with me. But you need fellowship. And our main fellowship is with God. And with one another. Amen. That's why you must never neglect fellowship with other brethren. I need you. You need me. So Genesis chapter 3, 8 to 9. We'll end with that one. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. Of day. Okay. 
So they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So mm. my assumption, the Bible doesn't say this. And when the Bible doesn't say it, it's my assumption. I think it was not the first time that he came to the garden. I think he used to come and walk and fellowship with them. Saying, I just want to spend time with you. Can we just be together? I know as husband and wife, Adam and Eve, you guys also spend time with each other. But may I also have time with you? Okay. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. Oh. Do you, why would somebody hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God? I thought that's the best place to be. But they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. They no longer wanted to fellowship with him. Something was wrong. Anytime you don't feel like fellowshipping with God, something is wrong. Continue. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Hey, this is a cry of somebody who wants fellowship. Imagine you've got a friend, and this friend doesn't phone you. Friend doesn't visit you. You don't even know where the friend is. Don't you sometimes phone them and say, where, where have you been really? All your phones are always off and I don't even know where you are. Where are you? I'm longing for you. Now, imagine it being God saying, where are you? That time he was asking that question to Adam. Why should he still ask that question to Adam today when you are here? Adam was asked this question. Can we all say, this is also my question today? What is the question? Where am I? Where are you? God is longing for you. And he's saying, where are you? Are we going to adjust our priorities and spend time with him? So that he doesn't have to say, where are you? He knows you are always there for him. You always want to spend time with him. So when he says, where are you? For me, I heard these words differently from the way, the way I used to hear them before. So I was meditating about this. I realized that he's still asking that question today. Where are you, my children? Where are you, my daughter? Where are you, my son? Where are you? I need you. I'm seeking for fellowship with you. And as you are, he's seeking for fellowship with you, seek him and connect with him. Can we stand up and thank God for the word that we've heard? And as you thank God, I want, I want you also where you feel we haven't been giving God the time that he deserves. Let us repent. Let us tell him, I, I, I'm here, Lord, and I want to spend time with you. I know you've been longing for me. But I also want my spirit to long after you, to thirst for you. I need more of you. I need you in my life.
And I'm never going to be bored any other day of my life. Because I've got a friend who is always there. So you tell him whatever you want to tell him. And you allow him to minister to you. And let's, let's, let's spend time in his presence. It's almost the same thing that when we started here, we did that song. Maybe we need to do that song again. Worship team, you can come. And when you guys do that song, I want it that don't do it for us only. Do it also between you and your God. All of us, when we say, okay, for those of you who don't understand, I think we're supposed to project that. When we sing vernacular songs that other people do not understand, we need to project them so that we can sing together with them. So the song was saying, Holy Spirit, I love you, I appreciate you. I acknowledge you. So we are going to acknowledge the Holy Spirit in our midst. And we allow him to minister to us as we minister to the Father. We allow him to infuse us with his presence. We allow him even to guide us unto all the truth. And sometimes, you, somewhere you even need to be sensitive and quiet and, and want to hear from him. Where, where you can close your eyes because you don't want other things to disturb you. So we do that song and whenever you feel like speaking with him, speak. When you feel like just singing the song, sing the song. And there comes a time when you want to speak with him. We just take a bit of time, even if it takes us about 10 minutes. Let's do that. Let's, and when you practice this that I'm sharing with you now, you go and do exactly the same thing at home. You are going to experience God the same way.